Michigan's Upper Peninsula is my home and Escanaba is my hometown. I'm Craig Warple. Hometown Escanaba connects with the people, activities, and newsmakers of Escanaba and the UP. Join us for more interviews at hometownescanaba.com. Now let's find out what's going on. My wife put down her Kindle the other night and I asked what she was reading. She said, Delta County. And I went, what? (laughs) It's a book written by a former resident who's now living in, where are you living, Jamie? I'm in Oklahoma City. Jamie Hyde is known as J.L. Hyde. You can find the book called Delta County, a novel, just in case you want to make sure you know the difference, right? Correct. (laughs) How'd you come up with the name? Um, well, I just, as soon as I knew I wanted to set a book back home, I just ha- wanted to, you know, pay a little respect to where I grew up. And I thought, I can't name it anything else. <laughs> it, it needs to be Delta County. And um, especially for my friends down here in Oklahoma, I definitely wanted them to learn a lot about the area. So there well, was no other choice. <laughs> you don't keep any secrets at all. I don't know if you've ever read the book, Anatomy of a Murder. Uh, I've seen the movie. <laughs> seen the movie. Well, you'll know yeah. that he didn't use all of the same names. He Correct. used different names. You use all of the same names. You you name the bars, you name locations. Uh, everything is there. Katmandu's, Hereford and Hops, Ludington Park, uh, Arnson Island. Those are all names that people here would be very familiar with. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And that was, that was done on purpose. I mean, those are a lot of the uh, great restaurants of, of my youth. And um, I definitely wanted to, like like I said, pay a little respect to them. And I would never paint any of those locations in a negative light. So I knew it was okay to use their real names. <laughs> this is not a true story, or is it? it? It is not a true story. That is the number one question I get asked. It is complete fiction. Based on things that you know. I mean, sure, there's always a little truth to fiction. <laughs> little, I mean, there's definitely, um, you know, the characters were inspired by people I knew growing up, but there, there are no, like, carbon copies of actual people. The details have been changed uh, to protect the not-so-innocent. <laughs> when you learn to write, that's one of the things they tell you, is to write about things you know. Correct, and I, I, I tell myself that all the time. You know, when I start to stray too much, I say, hey, write what you know. <laughs> you didn't plan initially to become a writer. I did not. I had actually been in the service industry, um, working in corporate offices, managing restaurants for the last 20 years until the the uh, pandemic. Was this something that you did because you weren't working? Oh, absolutely. I, I uh, unfortunately lost my job about a month into the pandemic, and I found myself uh, with free time for the first time in 20 years. And I thought, you know, if I want a different life for myself, what better time to do it than now? Um, and I thought, what what is the worst that can happen? Um, and it, it just ended up changing my life. I sold enough copies of my first novel to keep me afloat uh, so I could write the second. This is and the second one, here right? I am. Yep, this is the second one. The first one is called Underground, and it's set in Oklahoma City. Tell us about that one before we talk more about this one. Sure, sure. So Underground um, is also a, a mystery suspense thriller um, set here in Oklahoma, um, complete fiction as well. Uh, it's a little bit of a shorter book, and it was just kind of to, to get my feet wet and, and learn about the publishing process and, you know, get those mistakes out of the way <laughs> before I set a book in my hometown. Okay. Um, so the, the second one was a lot easier, um, you know, get, getting those mistakes out of the way with the first one and, and learning what to do and what not to do before I try to do this for a living. Your bio says that you are very interested in crime, television shows, and things like that. So Absolutely. when you when you 
came up with the plots for these stories, did you have to think them all the way through to the end before you started writing? Yes. So I know every writer is different, but I definitely do. I I sit there and think about the entire plot, um, what kind of twists I would like and how I would like that to end before I even develop any characters. Um, and those, those plots are often inspired by <laughs> episodes of Dateline or, <laughs> you know, whatever podcast I might be happening to listen to. Um, I'm, I'm definitely inspired by a lot of true crime stories. You learned to write in school here? Did you learn to write just since the pandemic? Or, or did you always have an interest in writing? Or? Uh, so I've always had an interest in writing. Um, I had a great creative writing teacher there in Gladstone, Mrs. Pearson. Um, and then I went off to Central Michigan University where I wrote for the, the paper there, CM Life. So I've always had definitely an interest in writing. I just never dreamed I could make a career out of it. Um, That was just, you know, kind of a far-fetched dream in the back of my mind. Um, So it's not something that I have actively pursued my entire adult life. Uh, Just just reading has been my passion. So you're looking to be like a Tom Clancy here or what? Well, I mean, Stephen King would be the dream. But. <laughs> <laughs> or, okay, Stephen King. But, John you know, Grisham. I'll settle for just having my bills paid would be <laughs> fantastic. That, that's the immediate dream right now. Are you surprised that people were buying the books? Uh, surprise does not even begin to cover it. Um, you know, I've, I've told my friends this several times. The first time I got an email from my website from somebody that I didn't know, you could have knocked me over with a feather. I thought, oh my goodness, how did this person even know about my books? And now I set set aside an hour every night to respond to emails. I mean, just how quickly this has evolved into being my career is um, just just mind-blowing. And I I wish there was a better word than grateful, (laughs) because I I am just so humbled and so grateful every day that people that I don't know are choosing to, to support me and support my writing. What kinds of things are they saying? Um, 99.9% of them are fantastic. (laughs) So nice and so kind. And, um, you know, my favorite kind of email to get is just, you know, a friend of mine told me about this book and I couldn't put it down. I finished it in two days. When is your next book coming out? Those are the emails I just live for. And it's just so fantastic, especially, like I said, from people that I don't know. Well, Delta County, a novel has five stars on Amazon, 33 reviews. So. Uh, I think I think 38 now today. I just checked okay. <laughs> for our interview. Um, in the beginning, I sure love to read those reviews, <laughs> you know, to make sure everything's going okay. Did uh, you have any changes that you had to make in order to make it a better book? Or did you just write it and it came out perfectly the first um, time? So I have sort of a, a writing partner, um, a girl that I went to school with, Ruth, who, who still lives in Michigan. And I pretty much run everything by her. Uh, before I will publish, and she, she, you know, she gave a few minor suggestions, but for the most part, there there weren't a whole lot of changes on this one, which was fantastic, and um, I, I put a lot of work into it. I, it took me about six months to write, um, so I was pretty pretty happy with with the end product. I would think that sometimes when you know something very well, like the community, that you would take something for granted that the reader might not know as your as your writing, such as places, locations, or interactions from things that you were growing up in. You didn't run into sure. that? Sure. No, and that was my biggest question for my friends here in Oklahoma that have read the book. I said, were, were you able to picture Delta County? Right. Was anything, did anything seem like an inside joke to you that you didn't understand? And right. 
luckily I got the same response from all of them that they said um, not only could they perfectly picture it, but they want to visit now. Oh, no. <laughs> they want to take a summer vacation up there now. Um, so that, that's definitely what I was going for. I didn't want to assume that everybody who read the book would be familiar with Escanaba. What year did you graduate? Uh, 02, and then 06 from CMU. Okay. So you've had your 10-year class reunion. I have, but I did not make it because I was working. <laughs> you did <laughs> not make was, it? How could you no, possibly write about it if you didn't make it? I, I know, I know. I'll be there for the 20-year <laughs> next year. <laughs> Too late. You've already um, written I, the book. I, right, <laughs> right. We might need a sequel. <laughs> you base this on the 10-year class reunion in the book, Correct. Delta County. So tell Correct. me how you involved the emotions into going to that reunion especially when you didn't attend it. Well, I'm just I, I'm just fascinated just by the, the entire thought of a 10-year reunion. You know, you're going back and you're seeing these people that you used to spend every single day with. And in the case of growing up in Escanaba, these are the people you've known your entire life. And then you leave for college and you never see them again. You, you think you're going to stay in touch forever and you don't. Um, so although I, I didn't make it home for my reunion, I know that feeling. I know the feeling of coming home to Escanaba and you know, having lunch with these girls that I used to spend seven days a week with. Um, so I just, I love, I love that thought and just seeing who people have become, you know, for better or for worse, people change a whole lot in, in 10 years. Um, so I was just, just really fasc- fascinated with that concept. How much do you have to know about people when you write a book like this? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I take a little bit from a lot of people. Um, to make a character. And I think um, specifically, you know, there's certain quirks that that a lot of these characters have that I definitely take from my close friends. And and they know that when they read the book. (laughs) You know, I start getting phone calls. Hey, this character is based on me, isn't it? Oh, no. Really? Um, Yeah. yeah. And I say, of course it isn't. Um, Of course not. (laughs) I like to just take a, a little bit from a lot of people. But you do base it on the community, and that's probably why they start to think that maybe these are real people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, uh, especially with the characters in Delta County, there's so many like quintessential Uber characters. So <laughs> although you might think you know who I base the character on, there's just a lot of people that fit that mold. And um, like I said, I just really wanted to capture it for people that, that aren't from Delta County, that haven't been from the UP to the UP. Um, and I just wanted to really show what life is like there, because it's, Escanaba is my favorite place on earth. Um, you know, I work every day towards towards hopefully having a plan to, to move home. Um, and I just wanted to show the readers how special Escanaba is while also being able to incorporate somewhat of a murder mystery <laughs> to the story. Which we don't have a lot of. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> in our town, Correct. luckily. <laughs> Correct. The character, at least in the beginning of the book when I looked at it, didn't seem to be too thrilled about coming back to town. In fact, sometimes right. you, you write about it in a way that can be considered um, not in a good light. Yes, and I think it's just that specific character's experiences. Um, she had, you know, a great tragedy occur to her 10 years before. Um, so the place that she loved so much, this, this environment, this, this atmosphere that she just loved so much, has become a very, very sad place for her because of what happened to her. So it's just kind of a bittersweet moment for her to come back to the place that she used to love that now holds all of these horrible memories for her. The characters, as you work them through, do they change at all? You said you know the direction you want the book to go, but do you find that characteristics come out of the person that you weren't expecting? Oh, 
absolutely. And, um, and, and that's surprising because you think, well, you're the writer, you know what you're writing, you know who the character is, but no, there, there are times where I'll write a scene and I'll think, well, maybe this character does have this quality and, and can kind of change a little bit and become this person as she grows and, and gets older. So no, I, I, uh, change right along with the character as I'm writing. Especially when your characters have conversations. Do you find yourself talking to yourself? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Especially when I, I take morning walks, and that's kind of when I dream about, you know, daydream about what I'm going to write that day. And I definitely talk to myself <laughs> a whole lot. And they say you should read your dialogue out loud to make sure it sounds authentic and, and make sure it sounds like a conversation that your characters would actually have. So, yeah, I I'm definitely lock myself in the office and talk quite often. <laughs> I would find that to be the hard part, especially when you sometimes are in a certain situation and then you go to a memory, have a conversation within that memory and then come back to the the current time. Oh, it's it's incredibly hard and and I read over it a hundred times to make sure that it's it's flowing correctly and and you know not sounding too choppy or confusing the reader for mm-hmm. sure. This is a relatively new book. I think it's actually last month it came out, right? Yeah, it's been out for a month. Yep. When you try to like unveil it to people in the community here, how did you do that? Were you apprehensive about it? Did did you just like throw it out there or did you trickle it out there? What'd you do? Yes. Uh, Yeah, no, I think the book was live for a day or two before I even said anything about it. Because, I mean, like I said, I just have such a a warm spot in my heart for Escanaba. And the last thing on earth I want to do is upset anybody there. Um, and I knew, you know, it's a small town. I knew people would be talking about a book <laughs> coming out set in, in the town. And I have just been so thankful that everybody has been beyond kind about it. Um, like I said, the social media messages, the emails, the direct messages, everyone has just been really receptive and kind about it. So I think it was just my anxiety <laughs> telling myself people weren't going to like it. Um, but no, I was, I was definitely a little nervous about it. And then you talked about your friends uh, where you're at now reading the book too. What are your hopes with this book? Um, My hopes with this book are, I mean, obviously to get it into the hands of a lot of people. um, And if they like my writing, hopefully they will consider, um, you know, purchasing my future novels. I'm working on a third right now, which will also be set in the Upper Peninsula. So um, that'll be out in the spring. Um, So just just to create kind of um, a base of loyal readers is, is really the goal right now. I didn't read the full book, as I've said. But you told me that you mentioned WDBC in the book. I do. I do. Um, and that is actually something that I do take from my real life. Um, you know, I'm, uh, like my character, my parents actually passed uh, very prematurely. So when I come home now, I stay with my Aunt Jeannie. And my best memories of her are sitting in her kitchen, listening to WDVC, cooking Swedish pancakes, and just watching it snow outside. I mean, to me, that is just happiness. (laughs) So I I definitely had to mention the station and incorporate it in the book somehow. Well, when you come back next time, you're going to come for a visit, right? I would love that. I'm actually trying to set up um, something, maybe a book signing or something similar. Um, I've had a few people that have wanted their copies signed, and I'll be home in mid-November. So I'm trying to set something up right now, actually. Well, did you put Catterbury Bookstore into your story? Uh, I did not, I did not, but they do carry my book and they are who I'm, who I'm working with on a signing right now. Very good. So, so you, they can get the book at the store there, at Canterbury. They sure can. Yep. At Canterbury or on Amazon. Um, and then shortly it should start showing up on websites like barnesandnoble.com, target.com. It usually takes a few weeks. All right. 
you went by the name J.L. Hyde. Why not Jamie Hyde? Well, JL is, is stands for Jamie Lynn, and I thought that was a little too friendly sounding <laughs> for a murder mystery writer. Um, and also, you know, my the, the first author that got me to love reading was R.L. Stein, so I mm. kind of wanted to pay homage to him a little bit. There you go. Jamie Hyde is the author of Delta County, a novel. A lot of people are starting to read it here in the area, and you'll find a lot of familiarities with it. So congratulations, and look forward to hearing more how this book is doing. Craig, I appreciate that so much. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to our sponsor, SwedishPimple.com. Check out all of the fishing lures made right here in the Upper Peninsula at SwedishPimple.com. You can continue to follow us at HometownEscanaba.com. We connect with the people, activities, and newsmakers from Escanaba and Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Mm-hmm.